All right. Thank you very much for joining uh, today's prayer meeting. Let's uh, begin uh, today's message uh, with a word of prayer and thanks for this beautiful time God has given us to spend with each other and to study His Word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We commit this evening to your mighty hands. We thank you for the faithful souls that are, that are attending uh, your prayer meeting that um, you know we have begun. We pray for all the people who could not attend. We pray that your Holy Spirit would minister unto them and uh, enable them to be more faithful to the calling. We started this prayer meeting with the purpose of learning your word, caring for each other, being there for each other. We pray that your Holy Spirit would minister to each one of uh, us and the ones who could not attend also. We bless this prayer meeting um, in Jesus' name. We pray and begin this uh, message. Amen. All right. Okay. So today I just uh, wanted to uh, talk about, uh, you know, uh, the covenant, the covenant of God. I mean, how the Old Testament covenants, uh, I just will touch upon each of the covenants that God made with mankind and then reflect, draw a parallel with the new covenant, uh, which God established in his church the through Jesus Christ, right? If you have our Bibles, uh, then let's uh, turn our Bibles to Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 11 to 13 all right i'll read it for you the saying is trustworthy for if we have died with him we will also live with him all right if we endure then we will also reign with him so that's important if we deny him he will also deny us all right but look at this verse 13 if we are faithless he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself all right thank you lord jesus for this promise for this covenant that you've established with us, with your church, with the new humanity. Thank you very much for this verse. Thank you for this evening. Let us meditate upon this verse. Let us study this verse, what it means. We will, of course, elaborate on what it is, uh, draw parallels with the old uh, covenants, which God established with uh, mankind at different dispensations in time, right? And how uh, how it, uh, you know, uh, draws a parallel with today's new covenant and what it actually means for all of us, the new humanity, the coming kingdom of God, right? So, this verse, uh, you know, it says, right, if we endure with him, we will also rule with him. We will reign with him. That's, that's pretty important, right? I mean, we have to endure in our calling. We have to be faithful. We have to fight the desires of uh, the flesh. Right, which we studied um, in one of the old messages, right? Sin, suffering. We know that there are principalities and powers of darkness all around, waging war on the souls and bodies of human beings, right? Because of which, um, you know, we human beings go against our godly nature, which we were originally created with, and then we align ourselves with the evil nature. So there are two natures actually here, the godly nature and the evil nature. So it's actually a battle for our souls that's happening all right all around right god is battling for our souls through jesus christ right there are evil spirits battling for our souls through our bodies right so the battle is for actually two things the real estate that's the planet earth which originally was given to us we lost the dominion right and now the title deed legally belongs to the devil right satan so we are subject to him Right, through our fleshly nature, the devil. But then God does not want to give up on us. That's what the book of John says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, 
right? So that whoever believes in him will pass over from death to life. That means we will pass over from, uh, you know, our from 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 the kingdom of death, which is the devil's kingdom, which we originally belong to, right? Uh, through our sin nature, we pass over from that to the nature of life in Jesus Christ. So it's a constant battle that's going on, and uh, you know the legalities God has taken care, right? Uh, paying the penalty. Uh, for the sins, right? So that redemption is already done. So now we have to be willing to to resist the devil, resist the devil's kingdom, and then be willing to partake, to be a part of this side. All right. Although the forces are pulling us every day towards the negative side, we have to endure. Look at that. It says Second Timothy, which uh, chapter two, verse twelve, which we just read. If we endure, okay, we have to endure. All right. We will also reign with him. Then there is a big promise that we will rule with him. All right, in the coming kingdom. The coming kingdom is all about, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, everything is all about the coming kingdom, right? So that's what we pray about every day. May your kingdom come, may your will be done, right? That's what our prayer is every day. Jesus asked us to pray for the coming kingdom, right? So that we, the coming kingdom will anyways come, right? We have to pray that we will be a part of that, right? So he taught us that seek ye first the kingdom of God and all its righteousness and its righteousness and everything else will follow. Don't worry about uh, the rest. Okay. So that's the gist. So. What, what do we understand by a relationship with God? You know, we, we, every, every day we talk about having a personal relationship with God. This is what it is, you know, enduring in the sense, uh, resisting uh, the evil nature that is working in our bodies, right? The sinful nature, of course, which is because of the principalities and powers of darkness, which is there in this world, which constantly wage war against our bodies, which we've studied once, right? So resisting that and then every day carrying our cross, this is what it means to deny ourselves and then carry our cross. That means, you know, resisting the uh, worldly uh, pleasures, the sinful nature, basically, right? Resisting it and trying to be on the right side, the God's, uh, you know, uh, God's side. So there is a battle always going on here, which we studied. So if, if uh, you know, people who are listening to this message or any of you are not understanding what, what it means, so I encourage you to listen to the previous message, right? The biblical concept of sin and suffering in this world. Why? Why? Right. So, we to different people it means uh, you know different things. Having a personal relationship with Jesus, with God, right? So, what it means? It means uh, probably to some, it's the relationship of a friend, right? Yeah, Jesus said that you know he demonstrated, he laid down his life for his friends. Greater love, there is no love greater than that. That's what he said. So. People look at that relationship as a friendly relationship, which is true. Jesus called us his friends, right? Some people look at it uh, as a relationship with God, like a father and son, father and children relationship, which is also true. Jesus said that through me, you can boldly come in presence of God and call him Abba, Father, which we could not, you know, in the old, old covenant, you can't call God Father, right? You know, if Sayyid is listening to it, Sayyid, you're aware, even the Muslims cannot call God Father, right? But in the new covenant, through Jesus Christ, we can you know, boldly call our God Father now through Jesus Christ because we are no more, we, God does not look at us as sinners, but he looks at us as his children through the eyes of Jesus Christ, right? So, yeah, all these are true, you know, um, the relationship between God and us is like friend, father, right? But there is another, uh, another kind of a relationship the Bible is talking about from the beginning of creation, even till the end. Right, so which is which is exactly what uh, you know. Second Timothy, uh, chapter two, verse twelve was talking about. If we endure, we will also reign with him. You can see that with him we will reign. And that's that's uh, the relationship of a partner, partner, right? Partnership, 
I love that word. Many of my messages I've always spoke, spoken about partnership with God, right? The Greek word partnership is koinonia, right? If you have listened to the message of Philemon, I think once I had given, right? Partnership is a very, very important concept between God and his people, right? So if you look at uh, the original creation, when God created man in his image, what, what was his expectation? His expectation was that, you know, uh, human beings partner with God and rule over the creation, that is earth, okay, and be his representatives on earth, right? So God created man and animals also from the earth. That's why we all, uh, when we die, even the animals become earth, right? But then he made us rulers over all the animals, plants, the fish and everything, right? And then he used to commune with us in the Garden of Eden. He used to come down and check what's happening. Is everything fine? Do you need any help? Right? That was a partnership, right? We were God's representatives on earth, right? And then we lost that partnership because we gave in, right, to temptation. And then, you know, we somewhere, somehow, we lost that dominion. The real estate also we lost. Earth was given to us that we lost to Satan. Uh, actually, it originally belonged to Lucifer, right? And then since Lucifer rebelled against God, God dethroned him. He used to be the ruler. I mean, uh, that, that's a totally different message. Probably I want to dedicate half an hour for that some other day. How Lucifer used to rule this earth before man for thousands of years, thousands, billions probably. We don't know, right? So this concept, scientific concept of, you know, the earth being many, many years old, you know, is somewhat true, right? But then for us human beings, creation, it applies from the time of Adam and Eve. So that is the time of restoration. The earth was destroyed once through a great flood. I'm not talking about the Noah flood of Noah. There is another flood of the Lucifer's flood, uh, which I will talk about some other time. God destroyed the entire earth and then restored the earth, okay, and then gave the new earth to man, right? So that's the, uh, that's what Bible says, all right? So uh, there was the Adamic covenant. We will not talk about the Adamic covenant now because, uh, you know, that was before the fall of man, right? So we will talk about all the other covenants which happened after the fall of man because all these covenants are related to the redemption of man because man fell and man had to be redeemed legally, right? So, yeah, so we will be talking about those covenants. Right, so after uh, Adam and Eve sinned and you know the whole story, they were banished from the Garden of Eden, uh, you know, um, and then man lost the dominion, man lost the real estate, man lost his soul, his body became, we became subject to Lucifer and his angels. They stole the authority because they thought, according to them, all this belongs to us, you know, this was ours. How dare God create uh, a lowly man from the earth and then give it to him? No, we will not give up so easily. So we will take our dominion. So they took it by, uh, uh, in the, by means of usurping it, you know, in the sense, deception, through means of deception. They took over the real estate which was given to us. Uh, so they stole it, right? So we see in the movies many times, you know, people stealing uh, through through deception, right? Uh, property, real estate, taking false, I mean, signatures of people when they're on the bed without their knowledge and things like that. You know, you can, it's just a parallel. Anyway, let me digress. So Lucifer stole that dominion from us. Uh, and then, you know, God wants to restore this kingdom back to us that we lost, right? It was God's plan right from the beginning, right? To redeem a group of people who are willing, okay? To walk in his ways, not the other way, the Satan's way, the evil way. Remember, I was talking about there are two ways. There's always a war for our soul and bodies, okay? One is uh, the evil way and the God's way. So people who are willing to walk in God's way, God has always opened a door through his son, Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus is called the door in the Bible. Right, so 
there are so many covenants God established because, uh, you know, God always had this plan to redeem this fallen human beings. Uh, you know, he wanted to select, pick groups of human beings who were willing to come this side, right, to his son. So he was always, uh, like I said in one of the messages, right, you know, there are always, uh, there are so many types of Christ where God was always pointing out, look, the true Israelite, the true human being, the true son of God is going to come. Okay, until then I'm going to give you, uh, he, he established several covenants. Okay, one of the, the first covenant was the uh, covenant with Noah. Right. So when, when uh, you know, human beings sinned and then sin took over earth so much, every human being was sinful. God, in fact, the Bible says God regretted creating mankind because none of them was willing to come this side. But Noah was different. He was willing to, you know, serve God, willing to serve God. And, you know, all of us are sinful, basically sinful nature, like which I just spoke about. But the inclination was you know, to hate evil and go towards the right side. And God always loves such a soul. And such hearts are called as fertile hearts, right? Which God, which Jesus sows his seed of, uh, you know, the word. And then in such a fertile hearts is what, uh, you know, the seed germinates and becomes a wine, a strong wine. So there is nothing but the kingdom of God. So we, our hearts need to be fertile. Our hearts need to be hating uh, unrighteousness. And then, you know, wanting to go that side, you know, towards the light, you know, not the dark. So such people God is always looking at and God found Noah, right? And then God called Noah and then he destroyed the whole world. He could not find anyone else. And so for the sake of Noah, uh, he saved his own, it's his family also, right? And then uh, the entire earth was destroyed and then God wanted to, you know, uh, create, a, not create, but then preserve a group of people who are willing to walk in, in, in his light. So that, that's the story of Noah. So what is the covenant here now? What is what is the expectation from God? Like what I said, you no, know, I was talking about partnership. Covenant relationship is a partnership. That's the relationship of partnership, right? So like I said, the original Adamic covenant, that 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 was a partnership, right? So now after the fall of man, so God has established several covenants. One of the covenant is the covenant with Noah. God made a promise with him through in in, in, in he uh, you know he. Uh, showed his promise through that rainbow and then said he said that I'm not going to destroy the earth again right even though I know that human beings are evil human beings will be unfaithful going forward but I'm not going to destroy the earth uh, the way I did now and then he wants to uh, he has this hopes of uh, you know calling this group of people who wants to live uh, in his side live for righteousness live uh, the way God wanted us to live originally to love God and to love others right to, to put it in a nutshell Right. And then Noah had to do nothing. There was nothing expected out of Noah. Right. That was the first covenant. Right. And then the next covenant we hear is the Abrahamic covenant. Right. So by the time Abraham came, the whole earth, nobody knew God. Right. Everyone were worshipping idols. Everyone were worshipping demons, ancestors, nature worship. Like pretty much what we see in India today. Right. Some of them are worshipping rats. Some of them are worshipping cows. Some of them are worshipping the sun. Some of them worship the river. Things like that. These are, these are all called as paganism. Right. Uh, so if you have some time, probably study paganism. Paganism, it's a deep subject separately. Right. And then God wanted to make himself known. Right. This promise of the coming kingdom. Uh, he wanted to redeem a group of people from the sinful uh, human beings and then call them separately and then, you know, uh, establish his kingdom through his son. Right. So he called Abraham. Right. And then Abraham had a willing heart. And Abraham was an idol worshiper. In fact, he was an idol maker. He used to make idols for people to worship. And then God saw his heart. It was a fertile heart and God called Abraham. And then uh, when God called Abraham, he was willing to leave his father 
father's house and then follow God. And then God made this great promise to Abraham. Always you see there are, uh, along with, in, in the covenants, there are big promises of benefits which God gives to the other side, you know, the, the human being with whom he is partnering, with whom he is making the covenant. To Abraham, he made these promises, I will bless you. Uh, I will make you a great nation. I will make you, uh, somehow I'm going to bless the whole world through you. That was a promise. Abraham didn't know how that was going to happen. In fact, he was so old, he did not even know that he was going to become a father. We know all that story, right? He was, when he was called, he was like probably in his 90s, right? And, and then he was like, man, now can I have a child now? But then God said, yes, you will have a son and then you will have a big family. And in fact, you will have such a big family that the whole world will be blessed through you and your family, right? So that was Abraham, the Abrahamic covenant. The next covenant we hear about is the uh, Mosaic covenant, which is nothing but Israel we're talking about. So the family of Abraham grew, became a big family. They were the Jews, right? Circumcision was the sign of that covenant, right? The, the point of that covenant was to be a nation, a group of people called out separate to walk in God's ways. Like, like I said, you know, two different ways, right? One, the worldly way, which everyone else followed, worshiping idols, worshiping the devil and all those. And then this group of people who are called separately for God, right? Everyone else, uh, you know, were following their own ways. They were uh, worshiping the devil and all those things. But then God called Abraham and then through Abraham came Israel. Then God established a covenant with Israel through Moses. That was the Mosaic covenant. He gave them the Ten Commandments. In fact, Ten Commandments were the first law set of laws that were given to the nation of Israel. And then there were 615 laws actually total, probably more, right? And God expected them to live in a certain way, uh, different from everyone else, right? The point was, you know, uh, through this nation, um, you know, that that the Son of God, the, the Kingdom of God was going to come forward, right? So he wanted these people to live uh, in a specific way and represent God to other world, to, to, to the other, you know, other nations. In fact, uh, you know, like Rahab the prostitute, you can see that, you know, her testimony says that I've heard about your God and how great he is. That's what Rahab the prostitute said. Job, Job was not a Jew, right? Job was a non-Israelite. How did he know about the God of Israel? So through Israel, right? But Israel did not live up to their promise, right? And they failed eventually. So that was the, Abra uh, sorry, the Mosaic covenant, the covenant with Israel. The next covenant we hear about is the covenant with King David, which God made. Right, so Israel became a strong nation, grew. Eventually they, they wanted their own king. And then God said, okay, fine, you want your own king. I'll give you your own king. Then came Saul and then Saul, you know, disobeyed God. God then God had to establish a king after his own heart. So that was David. So David was a, call, uh, was a king. He was, uh, he was, he was uh, David was known as a man after God's own heart, right? So because of his faithfulness to God, uh, you know, of course, David sinned so many times. I, know, I mean, that's the story of all of us, actually. <laughs> um, but God was faithful, which is exactly what we read in 2 Timothy chapter 2. You know, if we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. So blessed be his name. That's gold for me. Right, anyway, uh, this is demonstrated in the life of David, right? So God remained faithful to his calling. And then God told him that, you know, through your line, one of your sons will be the future king of Israel. And then he, he will be the king of the whole world, right? Through him, uh, God's kingdom will be extended to the whole nation, uh, all the nations, right? So, which is exactly the promise which he made to Abraham. And then uh, through Israel, through Israel, he wanted to bless all the other nations and now David. But the promise is the same, 
right? But the covenants are with different people. The point is, you know, to call a group of people who are willing to walk in God's plan, not the opposite side. So there is two sides. Like I said, remember, I keep reminding you, you know, the evil side, the the daily temptations, uh, you know, the uh, the calling, the negative side, you know. The war, which I was talking about between good and evil, right? Battle for our soul and body. But we should be willing not to submit ourselves to the negative side, but walking towards God's side. That, that's what all the covenants is all about. Expecting people to walk in God's ways, right? And remain in Him, all right? Abide in me, is what he said. Right, anyway, so that was uh, the covenant with David. So these are the four covenants God established since the fall of man. The, no, uh, the Noahic covenant. Uh, covenant, the, the Abrahamic covenant, the Mosaic covenant, and now the covenant with the King David. So what is common about all these covenants is none of them remained faithful because all of us are human beings, okay, but God has remained faithful, right? So all the covenant partnerships were broken by one party, right? But God wants to restore this broken partnership through the new covenant, right? So there, there comes Jesus. Jesus comes with the new covenant. He's the one who fulfills all these covenants. If you remember my last message, he's the one who fulfills every Old Testament law. He's the one who fulfilled all the Old Testament covenants, right? Why do I say that? He fulfilled all the covenants, right? Jesus was from the family of Abraham. So the first covenant which God made, the promise which he made to Abraham that through, you know, your seed, I will bless all the nations. So Jesus was from the family of Abraham, right? So Jesus, the second covenant God established with Israel, right? where Israel was unfaithful. Obviously, we know the result, you know, their land was taken away, uh, you know, uh, and they were dispersed uh, all over the world because of their unfaithfulness. But God has remained faithful through Jesus Christ, right? So Jesus is the faithful and true Israelite, the Bible calls him, right? Because he's the one who followed all the laws of God, which God gave to Israel and which they could not live by. But God uh, Jesus lived by every one of those laws, fulfilling all those laws. In fact, he challenged the um, teachers of the laws and, uh, you know, the high priests, right? Can any of you convict me of sin? And they could not, actually, they could not find anything, right? So, Jesus is the faithful and true Israelite. He fulfilled the, the Mosaic covenant. And then Jesus is from the line of David. He is called the son of David, right? So, if you trace the human genealogy of David, he is from the line of David. So, uh, he is a king forever in the uh, forever in the line of David, and he is a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So he has fulfilled all the covenants, right? He did not have, to, I mean, uh, right. So one of the greatest claims of Jesus was, you know, that he was not just a man, but he was God, God as man, and because of which, you know, he he was uh, arrested and then you know persecuted and then. Um, crucified also right but why god had to become a man right there's there are several reasons like the message of kinsman redeemer uh, you know I, I was talking about last time um, another reason is you know to be the faithful covenant partner that we human beings fail to be right so partnership god established between himself and then mankind right you know several so all these were types of christ like abraham was a type of christ noah was a type of christ king david was a type of christ right so all these are human beings with frail nature and none of them were faithful to the covenant. They left the covenant partnership and went away. But God was always there. But the covenant had to be fulfilled, right? Who will fulfill, who will fulfill this? So this, a true human being only had to fulfill this. And that's why God had to be that human being who was able to fulfill these 
covenant partnerships. And that's why God became um, man in the form of Jesus Christ and fulfilled all, fulfilled all these covenant promises, partnerships. So we all failed and Jesus had to uh, be that true human being, that true Israelite, that true son of David, that true uh, seed of Abraham, right? And then he could do that only because of his sinless nature. And that's why he had to be born as a man and yet without sin, without the blood of Adam, right? So to legally fulfill, uh, you know, the partnership and to be the atonement. So legally he purchased, he, he got back the real estate for himself, which is the planet Earth, okay? But he has not claimed it. Like I said in my last message, he will come back to claim it. Legally, he has fulfilled all the, you know, with, with God the Father. God is the supreme judge, right, in front of him. Legally, the earth has been won, taken back from the devil. Okay, now the devil has to be kicked out from here. That has not happened yet. He will come back again to, uh, to reclaim whatever uh, we lost in the first place. Right? That is the planet Earth, the real estate. And second is the bodies and souls of these redeemed human beings who are willing, you know, they're willing to be on the right side. So now through Jesus Christ, God has opened a door you know, and God, Jesus is calling everyone, come over this side, come over this side. Through Jesus Christ, he has established a new covenant, okay, a new partnership with God where the partnership that we lost originally in the Garden of Eden has been restored. So now we can rule with him. We can be partnered with Jesus, with God again, right? When the new kingdom comes, Jesus is going to come with all of us, with his saints, with his angels and set up his throne in the present day Jerusalem in Israel. That's his second coming. Okay. Before that, he's going to come back, take his redeemed people away from this earth. Okay. And then we with Jesus will come back and rule here on this planet earth. So that has always been the purpose from the beginning, right? To redeem this earth and rule on this earth, not in heaven, right? So all this Roman Catholic, uh, Roman Catholic uh, theology of, you know, everything is for heaven. No, no, no. To some degree, yes. Okay. Uh, you know, he has gone to prepare a place in heaven for us, you know, so that, you know, until we come back, you know, we will be there in, in those mansions. That's true, right? But then the thousand year reign, the millennium is what the Bible is talking about always. That's the focus. After the millennium, there are so many things that will happen. We will go to the new Jerusalem, the new earth, the new heavens. That's a different uh, topic to study later on. But right now, God's focus is the millennium where Jesus will be the king. We will rule with him as partners. Right? So this is one relationship which the Bible always talks about. Partnership with God. Partnership with His Son, Jesus Christ. Right? So that's why He calls us all His friends. He said that, you know, I have redeemed you guys now. Right? So I have paid for you. Now, are you willing to come this side? So we are willing. That's why we are all born again and we are willing to serve Him. Die. Right? What, 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 we, what, what we just read you know, in 2 Timothy. If we have died with Him, we will also live with Him. So we have to die. That's very important. Okay? not have anything to do with this world, but, you know, have everything to do, our vision, our uh, goal and our hopes, the future hopes. Yeah, having, like I said, you know, having a car, having a house and all this, these are all small things, these are fine, but then our true hopes, uh, true vision, where is it? Is it in the coming kingdom of God to rule with Jesus Christ? The answer is yes, then yes, that, that's what he's talking about. If we endure with him, we will also reign with him. If we have died with him, we will also live with him. So we should not deny him, never deny him, right? But look at that, it says, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He understands our weakness as human beings, right? So we as human beings in this fleshly nature, there is a constant battle between, uh, you know, good and evil, our soul, the, the, the devil and the, the principalities and the spirits, they're always trying to falter us so that we will fail 100%. 
God knows that. And that's why this promise, if we are faithless, he remains faithful for he cannot deny himself. That's so awesome. That's so beautiful. Right. So I don't know about you guys, but I, I know I have not been faithful in God's calling. Uh, I have falls. I have uh, you know, faltered. Sorry. Um, I have faltered. I have fallen so many times. Uh, you know, but, but he has remained faithful. Um, I, I could see God subduing my enemies <laughs> who hate me, actually. I've seen some of them, they've lost their lives. And I was like, my God. I mean, I don't want to go into the details, but then I can see some of, I, I've seen some of my enemies who wanted to, uh, I, I never prayed for their destruction. I never prayed for, um, you know, their uh, demise or anything. But then I've seen some of them dead who wanted to do evil for me. And they're gone. They're not there now. I never prayed for that. It just puts you in awe of God, right? Uh, what he can do to protect his people right it may not not look like that from just you know we might look like it might look like we are still struggling we, we, we and all those things but then God's grace is with us right he says that my grace is enough for you uh, even through persecution to poverty you know Apostle Paul Peter uh, all these guys never you know went around in BMW cars or even Wagner cars or uh, lived in bungalows and all those things right they lived in chains for the sake of the gospel but God's grace was with them Right until that time uh, when God wanted them to be martyrs, you know, no enemy could stand against them. Right? Same thing with us also. I mean, if He loves us, uh, if He's faithful to us, you know, the enemies who plan to destroy us, God is going to destroy them. I mean, uh, that's not what we are going to pr- what we pray for. But then I've seen it happening in front front of my eyes. Some people, even in our office, who wanted to harm me, God has removed them from the job like this. And I've seen some people dead. I mean, really, after an accident, they're gone. The people who have hated me for standing up for Christ. Uh, no? That's very, very, uh, it's, the Bible says it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. So let's remain faithful to our calling. So I want to encourage uh, all of you guys to uh, remain faithful to our calling in the new covenant. Uh, right. So we have great promises for us in the coming kingdom where we will rule with him, where we will be partners with God. Right. The uh, tears and the persecution and the problems that we are going through uh, in this life, we will not even remember it. It will be like a, it will be like a, you know, passed away shadow, old shadow which we don't even remember. So much will be, we will be in it. We will have eternal life. That means, and the Bible promises, he who waits upon the Lord, his youth will be renewed like that of an eagle, right? Even the eagle will die. Even if the the eagle's youth will be renewed, even the eagle will die. But we will not die. We will have life eternal. Right? We will have health eternal and we will be with Jesus Christ ruling with him forever. You know, in, in forever in the sense the thousand years reign in this earth. And after that, you know, he has great plans for us. So let's stay focused in our calling. It's just a matter of another 20, 30, 40 years in this tent. Peter calls this body tent, right? It's like a camp, camping here. We are pilgrims here. We are aliens. The Bible calls us. We are foreigners here. We, are, we have to live like that. You know, our citizenship is not here, but in the coming kingdom. Our citizenship is with God's kingdom, right? So we have to live like that. Whatever uh, the government does, it's okay if they're going to persecute us, if they are going to cheat, let them do whatever they want. But, you know, we will stay rooted to our calling, to our to our hopes that are coming. Right? So I want to conclude this message with uh, one more promise in the book of Revelation, which Jesus gives it to one of the churches, right? So that's uh, Revelation chapter um, 3 to the church of Sardis, right? 
no, I think it is uh, the Church of Philadelphia. Not Philadelphia. <laughs> Sorry. The Church of Laodicea. Right? Revelation chapter 3, verse 21. Look at that. To the one who is victorious. Remember, I was talking about enduring in the book of uh, 2 Timothy. We have to endure and then we have to be victorious. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. Oh, look, look, did you hear about this any time in the past? To the one who is victorious, I will give him the right to sit with me on my throne. Just as I was victorious and sat down with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Right. So that's our calling. So that's our promise. So let's look towards that promise. God is faithful. Even though when we fall, let's remain to his calling. Uh, true to his calling. Let's stick uh, to his calling. And what is his calling? To be a part of this new creation which we are now. Okay. The new creation is nothing but the temple, the new temple, which is the body of Christ. To love God and to love one another. That is our calling now. Okay. To take care of one another. Be there for one another. So, are we doing that? We are not. Actually, we are not even attending the prayer group, prayer meeting, uh, you know, to commune with each other. So, I want to remind everyone of our calling to love God and to love one another. Right? To take care of one another, be there for one another. And then, focus on Jesus Christ as our coming king and his coming kingdom. Right? So, saying I conclude this message, let's end this message with uh, a word of prayer. And then I will hand over to Eve for the uh, concluding song. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this time of prayers, for this time of study you have given us. And thank you for the encouragement you have given us, your promises, your great promises. I pray that your grace be upon us. Your grace is what we need and your grace is sufficient for all of us. May your grace abide richly upon each one of our lives to stay faithful to our calling. Forgive us all our sins. Forgive us our unfaithfulness. Help us to repent of our sinful nature, sinful deeds, mistakes, and help us to cling to you, hold on to you, looking at your coming kingdom, coming promise, your kingdom, may your kingdom come, may your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us our sins, lead us not into trials and temptations, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, glory and honor, now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. So over to you, Eve. <laughs>